0: Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to this episode of Behind the Scenes of Steth and Scalpel, an initiative by Shahi, the literary club of MMC and RI. Today we have Dr. Vidya Vasudev, ma'am, Assistant Professor from the Department of Pathology. Welcome, ma'am. Hello, good afternoon. No. Deciding a career is one of the tough decisions one takes in his or her life. So, what made you choose MBBS,
1: ma'am? Was it just an option or by passion? Hello everyone. Yeah, deciding to take MBBS or not, it's a tough decision. But uh, it was my passion and uh, some situation also arise. So, I had some uh, people who were really very inspiring. So, I thought I should become like them. So, that was the reason I took up uh, MBBS as my choice. Okay. So, the person who inspired me was my grandfather who is a doctor and my grandmother who is a nurse, okay. So, they are very dedicated and uh, they have been in the service for past, uh, now he is 90 years, my grandfather, my grandmother died. So, even today, he is uh, seeing patients. So, he is in the clinic at 9 o'clock. So, that is uh, very hard working and uh, every night also so many patients, they disturb him, he doesn't mind for him. Uh, patient service is a service to God, so that is the motto. We have seen uh, him like that, and uh, it's um, you know, you just want to be like him. So that was the thing. Okay.
0: Your grandfather is inspiring for us also, ma'am, to know the way a doctor should live his life. <laughs> Next, while preparing for MBBS entrance exam, all of us had a plan B in case we didn't get a
1: MBBS seat. So, what was your plan B, ma'am? Uh, I wanted to be an architect, so that was also one of my, um, you know, option. But uh, I don't know. During uh, entrance, I got the seat, so I think I chose the MBBS field. Otherwise, I think I would have been an architect. (laughs) I'm good at drawings, (laughs) so that is it.
0: Just as we know, stress accompanies college life. Fun and excitement are also part and parcel of it. How did you enjoy your college life ma'am?
1: See first of all I was a localite during my MBBS. So nothing much exciting because after college we used to go home. So I think for hostelites it's uh, much more uh, fun isn't it? I was a localite during my MBBS and uh, during PG I did in my Bangalore. Kim's hospital so that time I really had a nice time I freaked out here and there (laughs) but during MBBS I was uh, a localite so I just used to go to college after four o'clock come home or if I was uh, in college library so not much fun I would say (laughs) okay but uh, PG life was uh, different there uh, I was in a hostel but uh, by that time I was already married so (laughs) The other part of the fun I couldn't have but uh, teaching and uh, reading and uh, enjoying grossing and all I used to love my subject so it was really nice in that way. Not much uh, memorable, uh, during UG. I don't have that much. (laughs) Any
0: memory
1: during PG also? Uh, PG that's what uh, I used to go at 7.45 to college though it was starting at 9 I used to go at 7.45 so early because uh, I told you know, I was uh, alone like in Bangalore, I, what I missed in my UG, I just wanted to cover up in PG. <laughs> so 7.45 I used to go and I used to see the slides and all. Uh, teachers used to come at 9 o'clock and uh, till 4 we were doing, uh, like pathology you know, we do grossing and we do FNACs and uh, autopsies. So we were only two PG's, so it was very hectic in uh, Kim's. So, just uh, from 7.45 till 4, it was continuous work, one after the other, because PG's were very less. Nowadays, uh, each batch has 7 PG's, no? for us it was just 2. So we had to complete all the work, reporting, grossing, FNAC's, autopsies, so a lot of work was there. Uh, but I used to enjoy my work, so that's why I used to go early and uh, stay late also. It was nice, fun, that way. Learning was fun. Okay. Were you a
0: last-venture or a first-venture
1: ma'am? I should not be telling this but uh, I was always first-venture not because I was interested because I used to come late. <laughs> like I tell you in the class, no, sit in the first benches are empty, same way. I used to be late and uh, I was always a first bencher because uh, late comer, first bench. <laughs> so that is the thing. Uh, last bench I would have preferred, but uh, once you start with the uh, first bench, uh, you have to continue. No? So that is the thing. So nothing like I wanted to be in the first bench. I was a late comer. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> we can relate to it, mom. Even we are first benches or sometimes last benches. <laughs> Ma'am, since you said in the starting, I guess you were a hardworking student. You had so much dedication to go at 7:45. So I'll then, uh, what were, who was your favorite teacher, and which was your favorite subject, ma'am, during your entire life, ma'am? Not necessarily ME-based. Uh
1: What happened while I was doing my UG undergraduate? Um, the regular students who were getting, you know, highest marks and all. Uh, Only in uh, pathology practicals, always I was getting highest. So, I had a kind of love towards uh, pathology. So, I used to beat them in pathology practicals and theory also. So, somewhere you you have that crush, no? In this subject, I am getting more marks. You have that uh, love for the subject. And uh, during PG, uh, my HOD, she is like a godmother to me. And uh, while I was going to do PG, I had twins. Okay? So I had to te- take leave, and then I had to go and do my PG. So only after that. So she was very considerate, and uh, uh, she encouraged me. She taught me so well. I think uh, if she was not there, I would not have been able to make this uh, journey. She was. A, she's an inspiration. She's a godmother, actually. My HOD, Doctor Geetha Mani. Okay. So I cannot say every time uh, there is a Teachers' Day, I really wish her, and sometimes then and now also. But she is my mentor and uh, we used to do so many seminars, okay? Weekly one seminar, one journal club, like uh, PG teaching uh, activities. So many um, teaching programs we had done and for exam all the questions she had given, no? For seminars and all, that was the questions. So, it was like, uh, you know, cakewalk. You just have prepared everything. So, I got second rank also in uh, pathology, MD. Uh, I think uh, teachers really play a role in, uh, you know, changing your personality and they hi- I mean, identify the hidden strengths in you. So even if you did not believe in yourself and teacher says, you can do it, means uh, maybe you think, yes, I can do it. You have that sudden confidence. And uh, she was a great teacher, I would say. We <laughs> are okay. glad that you had such a supporting teacher.
0: We all know the amount of stress and and disappointment that accompanies MBBS. During that time, what was your stress buster, ma'am?
1: During MBBS, the whole journey of medical field is a stress, okay? It doesn't end here, MBBS over, okay, PG over, nothing like that. It's a continuous stress, so you have to develop some activities that will reduce your stress and that should be part of your life okay it's not like after exam i'll do something uh, then relieve my stress no not like that it should be part of your life for me uh, the stress buster is i go for jogging every day so it's a routine and i have been doing this since uh, i think uh, i was five or six years when i was five or six years so it's a part of my life i just run in the ground or in kuknali kuknalikere it's a stress buster So everything, whatever, uh, just goes off and you're just happy and fresh. So when your body is, uh, you know, fit and fine, then only you can work, no? If you have some problems, ailments and all, it is very difficult. So you have to make, uh, especially, I would suggest MBBS students, because they have so much to study. All the time they have to be sitting with the books. PG exams are so difficult nowadays so competitive just one question is wrong so many ranks come down Mm -hmm. and the choice of college is difficult so many problems no but you have to keep uh, some activity in your life 24 hours at least uh, half an hour 45 minutes that makes you happy for me it is uh, running for others it may be music for uh, some others it may be watching movie whatever but uh, it should improve your health also not like should uh, develop activity like watching movie maybe a stress buster but it doesn't improve your health or personality. So it should be together. like, And it should be a habit. Every day you have to do Don't give excuses. And uh, don't say, I don't find time. There is always time, no? 24 hours uh, just for yourself, there has to be time. So I would uh, suggest, and I've been doing it for many years. So I think I can advise you now. <laughs> okay? So running is my stress buster. And if I don't do it, I feel so lost or so depressed. I like something i have lost in my life that much of addiction is there for me every day 630 i go uh, till 730 745 I, I run okay so that's a part of my life it's like how you brush your teeth or have breakfast no that is also part of your life so that is a stress buster for me i think for you it's different and for other person also it's different okay
0: thank you ma'am we will surely try to implement it in our life not necessarily jogging, but as you said, we will try to find something that will keep us happy. That's great. In a doctor's life, apart from books, studies, patients, there is also a me time, where we follow our passion and do our hobbies. So, what are your hobbies, ma'am?
1: Yeah, I told you, like, uh, running is a part of my routine. I would not say hobby. That's a routine for me. Apart from that, I have a uh, liking for gardening. Uh, I have a small garden and uh, with the plants, you know, uh, you grow the flowers and uh, birds come and they chirp in the morning, evening. It makes you really happy. So that is uh, one hobby. I have only flowering plants. I don't know, that gives a positive uh, energy, I feel. Uh, Regular garden plants, I don't have. Only flowering. It should be full colourful and it should flower all the year. That's the kind of plants I choose. (laughs) So I have few plants gardening. And uh, here and there I do some jewelry designing also, very, (laughs) so I have some ornaments that I have designed and uh, I have made them order and all like that. So these are the two hobbies I do in my free time.
0: (laughs) It is very interesting to know about another side of you ma'am. There is a huge array of options in front of Medicos after MBBS, which makes you feel like a lost traveler. So ma'am, what
1: path? led you towards pathology? See, when I was in 9th uh, or 10th standard, I used to sit with my aunt who is a gynecologist uh, in OPD. So, I saw that gynec was very stressful. There is no day and night. 24 hours you have to be with the patient. So, I found it, it was not suiting my personality. Uh, pathology, you know, it, you can uh, fix your uh, uh, schedule from morning to night or evening. Because gynec, uh, suddenly some uh, you know complications happen or suddenly you have to be on your toes all the time. But that doesn't suit my personality. I want everything to be, you know, uh, next one hour, what I'm doing, it has to be planned. So it is not suiting my personality. I had option of pathology and radiology uh, or dermat, whatever. In these three, I got pathology. So I'm really happy I've chosen this subject. And pathology is very interesting. It's like a detective story. You know, you get a case, uh, you have to take the uh, other investigation, patient details, you have to look for clinical findings, then you arrive at a diagnosis. For me, every case is like a detective, you know, before giving the diagnosis, it's sort of you have to investigate, you have to draw conclusion, then you give the report so just it's not easy what you think uh, pathology or what is there in paraclinical subject it's not like that pathology is the most interesting subject according to me uh, you may have opinions and all Uh, clinical side is also nice but uh, you know pathology and uh, preclinical biochemistry all this laboratory part it's a backbone how will you treat the patient without knowing anything isn't it all the uh, signs and symptoms are not clinically manifested. You have to have uh, laboratory support. So, I think uh, we are the backbone of uh, uh, clinical uh, uh, subjects. And uh, I really like my subject. Pathology is, uh, for me, it's very interesting. And, uh, you know, for engineers, it is all stereotype. You know, same thing they do for so many years. But uh, for us, every case is different. It's a child having some symptoms, it's an elderly patient. Every patient is different. Nobody is same. So, it's, uh, you know, very interesting there is a change every day and uh, you learn every day from your experiences so i would suggest you also if you take pathology there is no (laughs) what it's an interesting subject and i think two years or three years back um, all india first rank student she wanted to take up uh, pathology also (laughs) so it's a very nice subject and uh, branches are there you have blood bank hematology, cytology, histopathology, okay, so it's a very wide range of uh, autopsies and also. So, anything you can choose as a speciali- specialization, it's a nice, uh, for me it's the best subject I have chosen. It suit- suits my personality, okay, <laughs> so I see everything, every morning, it's, uh, for me it should be scheduled. This time I have to do that only and I have to have my breakfast, lunch and dinner at a particular time only. I am so used to that. So if I take gynec or clinical, I know it's not possible. So sometimes uh, you have to skip your lunch or everything, uh, night sleep and all, a uh, little bit uh, difficult. And uh, if I can be happy with uh, my subject, then what's the point? I'm really happy with pathology. <laughs> okay.
0: Now, ma'am, after that, you have said so much about pathology. It does seem interesting to us also. So, ma'am, since we are talking about cases, is there any such case that you will never forget in
1: your entire life, a special case? I wouldn't say special, but uh, we see, usually we get uh, cases for FNAC. So this is also a boy of uh, your age only, some 19-20 years, he was doing engineering. So he came for uh, routine FNAC checkup, there were some cervical lymph nodes, axillary nodes and all. So I did FNAC, it was showing some malignant features. And uh, I told their parents, like, uh, this patient is having some malignant disease. You have to get him admitted uh, immediately. And uh, the boy was not ready to, uh, you know, he was telling, I have some internals. I'll finish that and then admitted to get admitted to the hospital. I said, no, no, it's uh, very serious because his count was low, platelet was low, and uh, WBC count was very high. So I convinced them to get admitted. They went to Bangalore. And uh, I told their parents, okay, uh, further investigation has to be done like bone marrow and uh, CD marker and all for definitive diagnosis. You go to Bangalore and uh, whatever report comes, just tell me I wanted to do the diagnosis. So they didn't call only. One week over, ten days over. I was wondering why I had uh, told them uh, with, uh, so many times, please uh, send the final diagnosis. I just wanted to know like that. Then out of uh, curiosity, I only called his uh, father. And uh, uh, he, he, I asked him what happened and all. He told, "Madam, onhogbuta," and that. So just within two days, he expired since. Just two days. He was an absolutely normal uh, person some 15 to 20 days back. Okay. So he had some lymphoma. Uh, it was not diagnosed accurately what with what kind of lymphoma, but uh, you know the pain suddenly the parent losing a child uh, uh, it's such painful okay then i realized uh, life is so short you know you know how much bank balance you have how much um, you know everything but what we don't know is how much time we have so every day is precious you enjoy the moment because if you knew that maybe you would have behaved a different way and last uh, so many years uh, you're wasting on something irrelevant insignificant Uh, If you thought in this way, it would be really nice. So life is short, you make best use of it, enjoy every day and be happy and if possible try to help others and don't harm, uh, you know, cause trouble to others and all those things and uh, most of the time you should be doing things which makes you happy. Okay, so because uh, suddenly something happens tomorrow and you are on your deathbed or whatever and you say, oh I should have done that, it should not be like that. So every moment is precious, enjoy it and uh, that was a lesson actually. Because uh, you know 20 days back he was so, so normal, suddenly the person is losing the child and they can't do anything, just uh, sitting and watching them. I mean the sun die in front of their eyes, it's so painful, I mean I cannot tell you. And the other thing is in uh, Kidwa you know, when uh, August 15th when I was doing my PG, we have that uh, postings for Kidwa and Nimans. So, there I saw these uh, small kids, less than 9 years, they are hoisting the flag, okay? And uh, everybody is so happy, they don't have hair, eyebrows, because of chemotherapy or leukemia patient, all children, so small, 5 years, 6 years, they are hoisting the flag, they are so happy. For uh, me, I was thinking, why these children are having so much problems? In a way, they are also freedom fighters, okay? So they are fighting the disease at such a young age. So, it was a touching moment for me. Some five to ten children, they were on the stage. They hoisted the flag in Kidwai. So, that was also something like, uh, you know, it feels like why so much tender age, they have to suffer so much. But life is like that. So, you have to keep fighting and uh, challenges are there. You just, uh, you know, uh, face the challenges. And if uh, things are not going your way, you have to wait. And you have patience. You know, every cloud has a silver lining, so it, some better days are also there, it may come, uh, it may not come. But uh, one thing is that a person should know how to face the challenges. So, And uh, every uh, now and then we'll be seeing patients who are critically ill, they're on their deathbed, but we cannot do anything, helpless. So you should, You have to be humble, okay. Money comes and uh, whatever, name, fame, you have to be humble and uh, that's what I would say. Okay.
0: It's indeed a lesson for us also ma'am. We should learn uh, to appreciate what we have and enjoy
1: every moment in our life. So, ma'am, should we be attached to the patients ma'am? See, when uh, you see them suffering, you have some kind of uh, love or sympathy towards them. You feel you are not able to do something with your hands. But uh, that's the law of nature. Every life uh, has to come to an end. So attachment or uh, I'm not very sure, but uh, whatever you can do, possibly do it and leave the rest to God. I mean, that's what I would say. You cannot treat all the diseases, no, it's not possible. So whatever, if you are uh, blessed with something where you can help that person, help. Otherwise, uh, I think uh, sympathize or whatever, I'm not very sure about that. (laughs)
0: Ma'am, we'll definitely try to do our best in that situation. Talking about work, how do you balance your work
1: and personal life, ma'am? Uh, during Covid, it was very difficult <laughs> because uh, I had not kept any uh, house help or uh, and I made my children uh, do all the household work <laughs> and myself also. So, it was difficult and uh, you know, when you put yourself to tough situation, it makes you stronger. Uh, I teach my children also that uh, household work is also important, outdoor work is also important. I have a boy and girl twins. So I divide work equally between both of them so that they don't (laughs) fight. (laughs) And uh, you have to have, um, you know, you have to do the household work yourself also. uh, So that uh, when suddenly some situation arises, you don't panic. So you have to be tuning yourself to tougher situation. So once you tune yourself to tougher situation, no? then you can handle small things easily so you raise the standard be ready for the tough situation small uh, then if you can handle tough exams small exams are nothing like that so same way in uh, daily situation also prepare yourself for very tough uh, situation where you have to endure and uh, you know you have to uh, balance everything so you do that when you are getting 99 marks and uh, small easy subjects and all it is very easy for you So prepare yourself mentally, I would say, mentally and physically also, okay?
0: Surely we will try to develop more endurance and mental capacity, ma'am. All of us do feel lost at some point of time and we do need a guiding lighthouse in our life. So if you were to be giving us some
1: advice, ma'am, what would that be? See, when you are not really getting what you wanted in your life, you can tell it to people who are very close to you and uh, they feel genuinely happy for you. So in those people, you just can be your friends, your family or whatever. You have to tell them your problems, don't keep it everything for yourself and uh, suffer alone. You have to tell, when you tell your problems to others, no, you may get a solution. But keeping it to yourself and being depressed, that's not good. So don't uh, you know blabber with uh, in front of everyone. The close ones who are genuinely happy for you, no, those people, you tell your problems okay so when life goes on you will be faced with multiple problems and uh, if you keep it everything to yourself so the other person may not know at least uh, some person will be there who are you are confident of who may help you solve the problem or at least the reassurance that okay nothing will happen uh, good days are going to come at least that reassurance that is also enough i would say so don't uh, my advice is uh, i mean you should uh, speak out your problems with uh, others okay that's my advice thank you for the advice ma'am we'll surely imply it in our life
0: so who was your guiding lighthouse ma'am
1: yeah like i told you before uh, my grandfather dr chikswami uh, who is a physician and my grandmother uh, sarojini uh, there uh, she was a nurse okay so the, I have grown up seeing them, every morning they get up at 4 o'clock and uh, they exercise and 8.30, 9, he is in the clinic and continuously used to see the patients, so very disciplined life they are leading and my grandmother, all the relatives who were uh, sick or ill, no, they used to come to my grandparents house and they used to go treatment and uh, pregnant ladies, 9 months they were there. <laughs> And whoever is sick, they are be referred to my grandparents' house. So, I have seen them, how they dedicatedly looked after the patient. And, uh, you know, when you see them all the time, you some characters you may imbibe. So, he was an inspiration to me. And uh, even now, he is uh, taking care of patients. And uh, they are really dedicated uh, people. I think, uh, not only for me, I think uh, they are a role model for all the... Uh, people in medical fraternity. So, that is the dedication with which they used to work. No sleep. My grandmother, um, she used to tell me, when uh, she was doing night duty, some doctor challenged her. See, uh, Sarojini, uh, you nurses, you sleep in the night. She told, no sir, you just come and see. Anytime you can come, uh, you just see me whether I am sleeping or not. So, the doctor came for six months continuously. He couldn't even, just not even a blink, it's him. Six months, he came continuously, finally accepted the defeat and presented her big lunchbox, appreciating I have not seen any person so dedicated like you. So that is a service and they have set a standard, my grandparents. So at least if we can achieve, uh, you know, 25 to 50 percent, I think it's more than enough. So both of them are role models in our family and uh, I think uh, they are role models for all the medical fraternity also. That's my thing. Indeed, they are
0: role models for us as well, ma'am. Ma'am, what is your opinion about this initiative or podcast?
1: It's a really nice initiative. We are knowing our students and students know about us. So I was, uh, this is the first time I'm doing something like this, so it's a really different feeling. Okay? Uh, I think many more activities should be there like this, where student-teacher interaction apart from classrooms have to be there and uh, it's a very nice initiative and I congratulate whoever has done it, very beautiful. Uh, <laughs> this thing.
0: Thank you ma'am for the appreciation, last but not the least ma'am, we have observed that you always carry a smile on your face even during classes and you, intri- you always interact with students and you have a very pleasant
1: aura ma'am, so how do you manage to do it? Thing like that. I like to talk with the students, I like to teach and all. So, if you perceive like that, that's nice. <laughs> uh, you know, when you are presenting with so many people, students, I would feel a person should be neatly dressed. And, uh, and all the way, always there should be a student-teacher interaction. Uh, just seeing the slides and, you know, monotonously talking, there is uh, no fun, no? It should be always a student and teacher interaction that would be make uh, teaching more interesting. And uh, thanks for your compliment. <laughs> okay.
0: Ma'am, as you said, you were doing your PG in Bangalore while your family was here in Mysore. How did you manage both, ma'am, like giving family time as well as doing your PG effectively?
1: So, as I told you, uh, by the time I went to do my PG, I had twins. So, I had to leave them with my mother, uh, Manjula Vasudev, and my sister was also there, Divya so they both uh, took care of them boy and girl uh, for them it was uh, very difficult to manage the uh, two children without a mother okay that's uh, yeah at a time so one baby only it is so difficult imagine uh, two children uh, so much hangama they used to do and i was also not there i had gone for doing my post graduation i used to come on uh, weekends and whenever holidays was there but uh, i would uh, uh, like thank my mother and sister for looking after them during my post-graduation. So, I peacefully completed my PG. I never used to worry about my children because my mother was like a, you know, shield. She protected them from everything and was she was so organized. Perfectionist she is. Uh, I didn't really think my children are there all oh, like that because I <laughs> knew that hundred percent they're in safe hands. So, that was, I'm thankful to my mother and sister for looking after them. Thank
0: you very much, ma'am, for giving us your valuable time. We are sure that many of us will get inspired by your journey. Thank you, ma'am.